2: Hi there, I'm Zach Graff, And I'm Donald Faison. We're real-life best friends, but we met playing fake-life best friends, Turk and JD, on the sitcom Scrubs. Twenty years later, we've decided to re-watch the series one episode at a time,
1: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.
3: Hey, before you dive into the episode, you probably want to learn a musical instrument, right? Or maybe you're just like, I'm okay at guitar, but you need to download the Yousician app because it can be your personal music tutor. It's the best way to learn, practice, and master an instrument. It listens to you play and gives feedback on your accuracy and timing. Become the musician you have always wanted to be. Download the Yousician app for free in your selected store today, okay? I love this app. It is so damn cool, okay? Do that, and now here's the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast, and the reason I say an episode, not just another episode, because this is a unique one, okay? I will tell you about it in a moment, but thank you for joining us. I have to thank you first and foremost, because... uh you know, it's Thanksgiving week, right? Thanksgiving is tomorrow for those of you that live in the United States and celebrate that holiday. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm vegan myself and my wife and my son are vegetarian, so uh, obviously we don't celebrate it from that perspective. But um, it does give you a moment to like slow down, relax, spend time with family, spend time with friends, do what you need to do to get your head clear for the rest of the, the year and then moving into January and then, oh my gosh, then it all comes comes around again, but... So the episode this week is awesome because it's with my friend Justin Moranga. He plays in a band called Ancestors. Incredible. I was going to call it like doom metal, but like they, they're they just an incredible band. They got a lot of progressive metal elements to it. They have really, really cool song structures. I love the band. Then he also runs a label called Dune Altar Records, uh, which put out one of my favorite seven inches of the year, the band called Entry. That features a very good friend of mine, Clayton, and his uh, significant other, Sarah. uh, Great people and a great hardcore band. But what Justin and I came up with was a fun idea. So basically, we went under this exercise of looking at records or bands or labels that you wrote off, but now you embrace. And oh my gosh, this was so much fun. We talked for a long time because there are a lot of records that we have on our list, but then we, we narrowed it down to three, but then there's some other tangential records that get brought up in the conversation that is just, oh my gosh, it's so much fun. So I'll keep this intro tight. But what you need to do for the holiday season is order band merch, right? That is what you need to do. You need to get it for all the people on your list that enjoy music, and you can do this by going to rockabilia.com and using the code PCJabberJaw that gives you 15% off, and you will be looking awesome. You will have all your shopping done by mid-December, Fast shipping, they, they do. They have so many, so many choices. Hoodies, they got long sleeves, they got t-shirts, they got posters, they got scarves. Actually, that I haven't looked at, but I'm, I'm almost willing to bet that they have scarves on there. Um, it's just such a great company. They do everything right It is high-quality merchandise. It is stuff that you will wear for years and years and years because I have shirts that I've ordered from them when I was younger that I still have, and it's great. So rockabilia.com, Jabberjaw. that is the code that will give you 15% off, and you need to do that. Uh, I just played some shows this weekend with uh, my band Taken, and we played with uh, Thursday, who were doing their uh, 20th anniversary tour of being a band, and they were also playing their records Full Collapse. And more all the time so if my voice sounds different that's because I did uh, what was it three shows in two days which was uh, that was a lot you know for these uh, these old bones jumping around but it was uh well excuse me I'm burping I apologize it was uh so much fun because um, you know we, we got to have a lot of fun with our friends and you know play music in front of people that you know frankly had no idea who we were because we were put on the show you know uh, maybe about a couple months ago but we didn't announce it until you know whatever maybe a week or two ago because these shows had sold out like you know in March or April of this year so but it was great because we met a lot of new friends as well and I just I don't know it's really fun to play shows I know that sounds like a super obvious thing to say but it's uh, it's always great to be in the company of people who support art who create art and it just uh, it gives you real boost of life, you know. You know what I'm saying? So, thank you very much to the guys on Thursday, and uh, I love them. And they, I talked to, I think three out of the six members of the band to be like, hey, you need to do the podcast now, okay? Like I've I've circled around it for a long time, but I need to bring all these individual members on. So I'm gonna get Jeff, I'm gonna get Tom, gonna get some Tucker, get some Steve. You know, I, I'll, I'll bring them all on. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> uh so yeah like i said this conversation was so much fun we get into records from bands that you're probably like wow i've never even heard of so trust me for those of you that like these like buried treasure episodes you will love this one this will expose you to um records that you probably you haven't even messed with to begin with so dig in enjoy and i will talk to you after the episode is over okay happy thanksgiving
4: I honestly like the rehearsals for the new, for like now we're rehearsing pretty heavily because we're going on tour in three weeks. Right. And it's the first time we've really ever practiced vocals. Like, I mean, you, you've been a fucking hardcore band. Like, yeah. You understand. Totally. Like you understand that the world that we come from yeah. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you can just go out and do it. Right. You can just go out and do the show. As long as the band is practiced... Totally. ...you could just jump in. Yep. I mean, I know it's nice if you practice with your band and it's better, Of course. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we never... We never rehearsed vocals. Mostly just because we practiced way too loud, and right? And you, yeah, you'd be blowing yourself out. Yeah, right. like you can't you can't hear anything anyway. Right. So it's like, why do why do I have this microphone in here? PA <laughs> is not big enough to to you know. Yeah. Because back in the day, we used to practice with our full live setup. Sure. Which was overkill. Just yeah, for murdering setup. people. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, let alone in a small room. I played two full stacks. That's amazing. And our bassist used two eight ten cabs, two, <laughs> two, bass, two bass amps, like, and two keyboardists. Which at the time right. was just a lot of sound. You that can't, is that uh, is the literal wall of sound. Yes, it was. Exa- which is exactly what we were going for at the time. Right, right. And but once you've made somebody nauseous, your yeah, like, your job I, is done. Okay, I can. <laughs> can we can we can we play a little quieter and hear ourselves now? Sure. We can still be loud. Right. Yeah. We still want to accomplish that, but there can
3: be dynamics in the loudness.
4: Like it isn't just like, we're trying to punish you. And we've always been dynamic. I want like dynamic is a very important part of our music, but yeah, the loud is definitely has always been loud. And now we're, we want to really sound good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we're actually practicing singing. Right. And we tried to make the vocals more prevalent on Mm. this record and more, I guess, more frequent. Sure. Uh, not just maybe not, not,
3: I mean, we're not like it'd be an afterthought to you guys, but to um, other people would be like, Oh yeah. Like they're putting it in there, but yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because I read read a review the other day. Uh Somebody said that, you know, and it's, it's, it, it does come up that the vocals are still like, Oh, there could be more vocals or they could be louder or whatever. Right. The mix is amazing, but uh, Oh, the vocals, like they sound great. I wish, I wish I could hear them even more. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we thought, we thought we were like, we were like, we were were pushing them (laughs) into like uncomfortable territory here. (laughs) You're like, I guess we could do more. Wow, all right, I like, guess. Shit, man. I mean, I, we, I the initial mix. I remember I was like, I think we should. Keep, I think we should push the vocals more. We should right. push them even higher. Yeah. And we we were already uncomfortable. I was like, let's just so keep pushing. Just, yeah, keep going, guys. And yeah, whatever. Apparently, <laughs> apparently,
3: it's still not right. Appara- apparently, it's still not even registering with. <laughs> yeah. So the moral of the story is, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> with the microphone. I was on your. Uh, obviously as we had this scheduled and as you were on your way over here, I was thinking, I was like, I, you are easily one of those people that falls into the morass of, uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way where I'm just like, I can't even remember where we first met. Obviously it was a show. Like, obviously it was just like all of a sudden us seeing each other being like, Oh, like, Hey, you're, you're that guy and you're that guy, you play in that band or whatever. Um, and it's like, but that's, uh, and I know that happens for people in the real world as well. Yeah. But like, I just find it so, rad that it's like you know whatever we've probably known each other for 15 years if not at more least.
4: at least i would say well uh, you can tell me the answer because sure because i don't remember when we met or right where we met right but i know my my first exposure to you okay was whatever the first taken release was oh sure so how long ago was that so
3: yeah that was what was the i mean if it was, was our fr- seven inch uh, with the was, crayons on the, on the that, cover yeah that okay. was yeah that was so that was probably like 98 or I something think i like got that. that at kung fu corner
4: hell yeah that's uh, right yeah yeah okay. yeah
3: okay yeah yeah so yeah.
4: i want to say that that might be the first time we met sure sure I probably bought that seven inch from you oh absolutely because i was in merch yeah, yeah and i saw and i saw taking a bunch right Back in the day you right right
3: played a million shows we there time. was no concept of overplaying then
4: no, there, and there wasn't. No. There wasn't because we all just had fun, no matter who was playing, even if it was the same show you'd seen totally sixty times. You say you say at the yes, same venue
3: to, right? You say yes to every show because like, you. It was always one of those things, like you know, I've been like digitizing old flyers and stuff like that, and you just you you're yeah, like I think the concept of like local bands not playing their hometown like you know three times a month, like I, that started to happen in whatever. Pro, I'd probably say like maybe mid two thousands, bands kind of realized like. Oh, maybe if I play her once a couple months, like, yeah, that's a better look. Yeah.
4: <laughs> like, I mean, even we, uh, you know, we did it too when we first started, sure. which was 2006. Right. So, you know, we, we did the overplay. Right. Initially it didn't last very long because we brought so much gear. Sure. As I said, like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait a minute, I'm sick of lugging all this <laughs> shit out to play the same show over and over and over and over again. Totally. At the same venue. Right. <laughs> Smell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Or the mountain bar. Sure. In which case we had to lug all that shit upstairs. Up right. Which so. Is, which is brutal. Which was brutal. And we <laughs> played there a lot. Right. Uh, but yeah, like there was no concept of overplaying and you guys played a lot and right. it was always fun. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I definitely that we at hardcore shows. And then I think I remember we started to see each other at other shows. Act- yes. Like neurosis. Exactly. And like the, ISIS, a lot of the, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Um, and I think it was like, Oh, Hey, I know you from the hardcore scene,
3: right? You've crossed over like you're, and I, I do think that that, that's a really, uh, not only is that a cool point because obviously then you start to gravitate towards people where you're like, Oh, like I recognize you from these other shows, but like you're going, you're, we're on the same musical journey path that you know people weren't crossing over people weren't being like oh yeah like you know whatever a a kid listening to chain of strength is going to listen to a band like isis and be
4: like nah man like this is this is way too far removed whereas i was not i mean i was a hardcore kid to some degree but like and i played in a hardcore band but i always liked other stuff i was never that kid who just like was like live and die hardcore right Um, I like at the same time I was getting really into jazz. Sure. So that was like a completely other thing. Right. And I was also, I I always really loved rush and Pink Floyd. So I was starting to get into prog rock Sure, and like explore that. Right. So, you know, and hip hop and I was getting really, I was like learning all about eighties and nineties hip hop while I was exploring hardcore. Yeah. You know, and that's, and I had a history with punk. Right. And you know, so it's like, and then I heard Isis. Right. Well, actually, no, then I heard Neurosis. Yes. Uh, it, cause all my friends, like when I started, when I went to Westlake high, mm-hmm. I made friends with all the straight edge kids. Of course. And they got me into Neurosis and that like, that changed everything. Totally. Like <laughs> I went to see Neurosis at the Troubadour. Oh yeah. Uh, and, uh I want to say like Sovereign. I was about Sovereign EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause it wasn't times of grace. Cause they had, they had played the troubadour the year before uh-huh. times of grace. And sure. I didn't go to that. Um, but that, that show like changed my life completely. Yeah. yeah. Like sent me on a whole other path. And then I heard that first ISIS, the mosquito control EP. Oh yeah. And I was like, What this is the heaviest thing I've ever heard. This is, <laughs> this is, I need to see this band and, and they tour more than neurosis. Like, yeah, yeah, you were just yeah, you can actually go see these guys. Right. It's like tangible. Yeah. yeah, Neurosis. It definitely, it was slow going. I mean, at this point, neurosis I've seen so many times. Like I honestly can't count. Like Mm -hmm. it's definitely like approaching 30. Sure. But it's also been 20 years. Exactly. Right, right, right. Like it has been, it's been 20 fucking years since like 19, it's been 98 or 99. Right. Uh, and, but Isis went in that, like, I'd say celestial to oceanic mm-hmm. period. I saw them probably 25 times. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I'd say the Melvins are probably the other band that I've seen the most. It's just cause they used to play like every week. Totally. You know?
3: Yeah. But, like the accessibility of those bands. And then like, especially too, like, once you, like you mentioned, like once you get into them and like, you can't like, you feel like you can't get enough.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, honestly, remember when Neurosis did that tour where they played two and a half hour sets? Right. And now I would blow my fucking brains out. Right, right. Like, also, I just wouldn't make it. Yeah, yeah. As it is, they, this last show at the uh, Fonda, they played, they had to have played an hour and a half. They did. I was destroyed afterwards. My, I had the worst bang over the next day. (laughs) Like my neck hurts so bad. Right. But I mean, it was amazing. It was a an incredible show. I got a little. I got a. I went on a little neurosis lull for a while, where I I, I saw them a few times, and I kind of wasn't. Yeah, you really were ch- feeling it. Sure, sure. Um, and then the last two times, they've just kind of blown my mind. Absolutely. But um, I don't know where I was going. With no, that. it's okay. Yeah, but, you need. Well, yeah, you need. The, yeah, oh, you need yeah those cycles. yeah, so Yeah, so two and a half hour set. Like, where truly at that time I could not get enough. Like, right. I I was aside from the part where Jarbo came out and ruined the set. Sure. <laughs> I do not like swans. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was en- enraptured right. for every moment of that. And I could have watched them play another two hours, honestly, back then. Sure. Like I could not get enough of that stuff. And Isis was playing the same, playing, playing those same heartstrings. Totally. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, I remember seeing Isis at the whiskey okay napalm death oh sure yeah, yeah yeah. and i remember they were like sound checking or line checking or something mm-hmm. and i could hear i was standing right in front of aaron's shit and i and he was sound che- he was you know he's line checking his guitar and uh and i heard the front of house guy go yeah you're gonna need to turn down Shut that stage up. sound and i just watched him like <laughs> go up to his amp and he just m- mimed turning the knob oh, down, of course. as in <laughs> most bands. Dude. And I was like, "It's like, yeah, my yeah. dude. <laughs> you're like, there is no way you're turning down." Dude. Yeah. That being said, I don't understand where they went later. It was not really for me. But sure. Like, uh, as much as people assume that I that I would be on that road, sure. I just after Oceanic, I just couldn't. I just got bored, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. But like. Yeah. Up to that, I thought that band could like do no wrong and they blew out my eardrums a million shows and yeah, I could not get enough.
3: Totally. And it, on that, on that same notion, the idea that like, you know, because you are a person that's been involved in every aspect of music from not only creating it to putting out records, um, like the, why do you, st- I mean, obviously this seems like a very uh, simple question, but like, why do you still care? Like, why Why are you engaged? Because, like, people can be engaged and just, like, listen to music and be like, yeah. that's cool. But you are obviously being creative in multiple fields when you, like, don't have to be. I
4: do have to be. Um, I'm a lifer, for sure. Sure. Uh, not everybody is, and that's cool.
3: Right. Um,
4: and I know I've always known that I was a lifer. I, was, mm. I, only, I, I only care about music. Right. I, everyone in my life has known that since I was... Young. Sure. You know, pretty young. Um, I've been obsessed collecting music, playing music. I've been you know, I realized the other day that I have not not been in a band since I was like thirteen. You know? Sure. All and it's not it's not a comp, I, I guess it is a compulsion, mm-hmm. but like I it's never been this like, oh I'm not in a band right now, I better start. I better one. do one, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's this It's always there thing. I have, it's just a part of my life. Sure. Like, you know, I went to college, started a band. Sure. You know, and it lasted for college. Sure. You know, um, and I've been doing that forever. It took me a long time to record anything. Sure. But, um, like even, you know, my old hardcore band never recorded. I've got one video of us playing (laughs) at the Cobalt. Uh, (laughs) I believe 88th Mark. Of course. Is on it as well. Um <laughs> and it might be when we played it might be the Surface reunion. Oh, okay. But I'm not 100% sure. That yeah, that's I totally forgot fric- Surface. I totally forgot about that band. Yeah. Surface. Man. I know. I listened to that record the other day for the first time since maybe college. Yeah. It's not bad.
3: Yeah. Okay. I do I mean that that's that, I think that was uh Status's first release, right? <laughs>
4: okay, so I thought it was a Status release too. Yeah. It's not on Status. Weird. I can't remember what label it's maybe on. Maybe he... Maybe... I think at one point,
3: I think he might have, like, re-released it. But oh, no, you I,
4: know what? No, I'm an idiot. I'm thinking of two different things. I, I Two different things that I... Re- that I associated with status. That sure. might have been the first status release.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Um, I just remember that no. was the cover
3: with the tree on it, right?
4: Yeah, with the My white God. cover with the tree on it.
3: <laughs> Why? I just love the fact that it's like you know we're, we're like adults and we're like remembering
4: records from twenty years ago that just like we'll never leave our heads. Hey, man, I still have it. So know, you know, <laughs> like, and like I said, I put it on and it's. I yeah, didn't. Like, I not, didn't get rid of it. Right. You're like not bad. Not bad. I right. would have gotten. I would have put it in the tube to, to be dumped pile, but sure. I kept it.
3: Yeah. That, so that, that says that, something. that speaks for something. I get to tell you about something awesome now, and that awesome thing is YouTube Music. Now, trust me, I've been there, and I know you've probably been there, a YouTube rabbit hole. It's like two in the morning, you're rifling around, finding all these cool music, finding all these cool live performances. YouTube Music is a brand new music streaming service, combining everything that you'd expect from the streaming service, and puts the magic of YouTube to bring it all to life on top of it. YouTube Music makes it easy to find the music you're looking for, whether it's albums, singles, music videos, live performances, even covers and remixes.
5: The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different things that stress us out, right? Like maybe it's something really, really small, like man, that parking space—it's always taken, and I wish that I would be able to like get it instead of you know this person that maybe you know is the most courteous and considerate.
3: Don't know the song's name? Search by the lyrics, it's that easy. The YouTube Music app gives you recommendations based on taste, location, and time of day. You can easily find the music trending around you, no matter where you are. And with YouTube Music Premium, it's even better. You get ad-free music that plays with the screen off or while using other apps. Enjoy your music whenever you want it, even when you're offline. Download the new YouTube Music app today and start a free 30-day trial. Then, enjoy music for just $9.99 per month. Terms and restrictions, of course, apply. But YouTube Music, it's all here. I love this service so much. It, it's the best, okay? Download it
2: now, try it out, and you will love it like I do. Okay? Now, on with the show.
4: but no the other one i was thinking was do you remember the band unearthed unearthed yes with yes with an ED at the yes, end yes yes okay no one does sure You're the only person i've ever talked to who remembers them. <laughs> um uh, i mean i so, don't i don't remember any anecdotal facts about them but i I'm, definitely i remember, remember. very little sure. I, I remember the singer's name for some reason that's
5: great um
4: but i, I always thought that was a status release but it wasn't right and right. i listened to that the other i dug out my cds and i like Pull that... Dude, it sounds exactly like Souls at Zero. Really? It's awesome. Okay. Well, I mean, not exactly. I mean, right, right, right. Souls at Zero, but like from the hardcore scene. Sure, sure. That's... (laughs) From the 90s hardcore scene. Of course.
3: I don't know. As one does. Well, it's like, I was... I mean, you mentioned 88th Mark too, and that like brought me back to a time where... And you mentioned Kung Fu Corner as well. It's like, I, I love... When you are, you know, when you start to expose yourself to these different styles of music that is outside of the context of hardcore, like still heavy, still metal or whatever. But then you have the desire to try to like mimic it and create it, obviously. Yeah. Um, And then it's always one of those things where it's like it's obviously usually met with kind of like. I don't know about that. Like, I don't, I I mean, it's cool. You guys are playing, you know, with curl up and die at Kung Fu corner or whatever, but like, I don't know about the, it's a little
4: slow. Like, you know? Yeah. And it's always, I connected to that stuff. Right. I was always like, Oh, cause you know, even the hardcore band I was playing in, I I wasn't an original member of it. Uh It eventually went on to become Ember. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, But, and I wasn't in it by then, but, um, but the, I, when I joined it, I was like, Hey, I have, I've have like, I got all these pedals. <laughs> like, <What's>, can, <laughs> we, can I do some with them? Can yeah. we, can we have like some, like, some like, trip out kind of spacey parts and like some delay shit and like, and I built all that stuff into the music. Cause I was like, I don't want to just play like straight hardcore. Right. Now I kind of do. Of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you do, now you do get wistful. <laughs> now I kind of just want to be in like the heaviest D beat band that you've ever heard. And That's I'm great. probably going to do it at some point Why in my not? life. It's in your head. Yeah. I need to, I need to scratch that itch. Right. But like at that point, hardcore was very mid tempo anyway. Mm-hmm. And when I was playing, Mid tempo stuff. I just it needed some dynamic to it. Right. And I was like, I want to do more. Sure. And we 88th Mark were like, they're still close friends of mine. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone who listens to your podcast is going to know very few who that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they were. They were something. I
3: still have their seven inch on pink, man.
4: <laughs> Me too. And <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I and I. Uh, they remastered it recently through my my buddy who master who's mastered all okay. our stuff um, and put it online. Oh, um, wow. Just to have it on there, of course, you know, just to have it, just to have it exist in the ether. I gotta tell you, man, the remaster didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's incredible. I, think, think, I, I feel like they did it for the record, and it just they probably does not did. sound yeah, good yeah. at all. That's the and drums it, are just paper thin. But the music is fucking awesome. It's like, it's like a weird cross between like, ire and neurosis and like, there's a weird black metal influence. So to like it. a little Anna talk, even though for they were sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, Nate, Nate, I remember Nate went <laughs> to see them and came. He <laughs> came to school the, that following Monday wearing uh-huh. an Anna talk shirt. Beautiful. And and we were all like, what the fuck is that? I don't even know. what <laughs> yeah, is that what, I don't even know what is that. He was like, dude, I just saw these guys and yeah. they were insane. Right. Like this is now my he's like, this is now my biggest influence. Sure. <laughs> you know?
5: Yeah. You, and just,
4: he, you soaked those in. Yeah. Before it was ire. Right. Right. Which um, those guys all got me into as well. That band. Unbelievable. That's another band that just people don't remember. Not even for a second. Why? It's uh yeah. I, they were so They good. were.
3: I mean, I got, I only got to see them once. Like I saw them. I never saw them. I saw them. They played at the the barn with Jesuit and Caven at uh, the barn in Riverside. Yeah. I mean like, an, uh, like, it, you know, whatever, there was like 50 people there, yeah. you know, but it was uh yeah they were
4: incredible. I heard um, that dude's voice was just like you could hear it without a microphone. Yeah. Like, over the band like
3: you, it was just it, you didn't and a lot of it too was like you, you like you didn't understand like <laughs> just watching these you know they like these dudes that look like obviously just like complete crust hardcore kids yeah setting up like the, you know amps that were just like. I don't like none of this looks like it works, but then they turn, you know, it's like everything's broken, but then like, you know, they're like borrowing cables from people and it's just like, but then they get up there and then they just lock into the, what they did. And it was like, I didn't understand it from a live yeah. perspective, but then like after I, I, they influenced me enough to buy the record there. And then I was just like, Oh, and then that's when I became obsessed with like,
4: and they oh, never made anything bad. No. They, every release that they put out was pretty top-notch absolutely like, for,
3: especially for what like the limited resources that they had
4: yeah they were canadian right exactly i don't montreal. know where montreal because yeah,
3: montreal, I, I get obsessed because it's they not played. even
4: vancouver no
3: like. dude they play they also played in a band afterwards called the black hand right the black right, hand exactly. was good too and not it, as good no different vibe
4: yeah a little more upbeat but yeah yeah but like
3: yeah it, it was it you all and i'm sure you do this as well where it's just like you look at some of those bands that you know we like we rever and we're like oh my gosh you're incredible and like i wonder if like you know if they you were to take a band like Iron and drop them into the you know mid-2000s on relapse like would that change their career i mean well i use the word career in air
4: quotes like no i mean yeah probably probably yeah especially at that time right i mean i, I don't know I don't know what getting signed to relapse does necessarily now. Like sure. I, I like, I know that relapse has like relapse is a huge label. Totally. Like, they have a tiered release system at this point where they it's do. like, you know, I mean, and that, I get it. You can't put all the same amount of resources into every release and no. you have to, you have to pick your battles, I guess. Totally. But I feel like at that time mm-hmm. there, there was money to be made on that band. Yeah. Like, Oh, for sure. Those guys were a, were insane. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> they were pretty next level. No, they were. And, and I mean, maybe they maybe what was missing is the melody that Isis had. It's probably you true. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that ne- even Neurosis. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Obviously more and more as they got older and of course. But like there was even still there was always an element of like hook to right. Neurosis's music, even yeah. when it was pummeling.
3: You sure, know? sure. And the, the, you know, the fact like, so, I mean, ancestors, like you said, has existed since 2006 essentially. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you've put out like four five LPs.
4: We put out, th- well, now four. Now four. W- okay. With a new one. Right. Uh, and an EP that is kind of al- almost as long as our first LP. As, w- as one does. Also more songs. It's got more songs <laughs> than our first LP, which only had two. Right. Uh, but yeah, we we, we took some time off. Yeah. But we didn't I mean, really. We just took some time off from, from being active sure. publicly as a band. But right. like we were always getting together and working on shit. Jamming it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And the, uh, you know, because like I, I just, I love the fact that bands can exist in the world that like, you know, ancestors exist in where it's like, you know, you're, you're active in the sense like you're playing shows, you're touring, you're going over to Europe and everything like that. But it doesn't feel uh, oppressively. A part of your life. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you, yeah. t- you have to be out there 250 days
4: out of the year. Well, it's a strange time in my life. Like sure, I'm 35 years old. I don't have kids. I'm not married. Sure. Not having kids. Sure. Uh, so there's that I can factor into my trajectory you sure. know, and the risks I'm, I, I'm capable of taking. Sure. But I mean, I'm broke. I yeah. like, I quit my job. I was a lawyer. Like, sure. I hated it so much. And you were a lawyer and, for
3: many years for like f- six years. Were you doing, were you, cause if I remember correctly, were you doing
4: entertainment? Or you? you I, were, did, like, I did. I had my own sort of entertainment practice, Sure, but it was very meager. Sure, sure. You know? And then I went, I had to go get a job at a law firm. Right. I wasn't doing entertainment. Sure. Sure. And I did it for as long as I could. And I developed like the most crippling anxiety ever. And I like fell apart and, uh-huh. you know, lost 40 pounds and, couldn't function, you know, like, and I just, I, I hit the wall so many times I just had to get out and it it just put into stark contrast how little I want to do anything else. Right. And it made it so like, it made it clear in my head, like I need to make a living in independent music Mm -hmm. somehow, whatever that means. And there are people doing it Mm -hmm. and I've been in this long enough. And I know a lot of people. Sure. So why can't, if they can do it, why can't I do it? Right. And you know, so I, part of that was like, Hey, let's, let's kick this in gear a little bit. It's time to put out another record. Sure. And this time around, we want to take it a lot more seriously. This, this, this tour in Europe is going to be the longest tour we've ever done. Right. And, and that's like, that's like three weeks, right? It's like, yeah, it's a little over three weeks. And I, I'm not saying that like, Oh, that's three weeks. Like, no, I mean, and we, you know, we've never done more than like two, <clears throat> you right. know? Um, but it's like a stacked, like we mm-hmm. don't have a day off, No, yeah, you yeah. know, actual like full run, not as a headliner for once, right. As a support. So finally we're going to be playing some bigger shows. Sure. And you know, I, but I mean, I'm still, I'm hoping we sell a whole lot of merch cause I still don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. Sure. You know? Right. But at this point in my life, I, that's what you're doing. I, I can't go back.
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. still,
4: and I've always had steady, steady work. So I've never had to like hustle mm-hmm. a living out of, you know, multiple things. Right. So I'm kind of just learning how to do that now. Right, right. You know, right. I trim weed. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, I was on unemployment for a while. Sure. <laughs> that ended, and now I'm yeah. figuring it out. I Postmates. I'm going to give a shot. You sure. Know? Yeah. So the, like the gig economy. Yeah, and I'm and and I'm okay with it because even if it's things that I have to quit mm-hmm. to go on tour again, I'll do it. Yeah. But my ideal is definitely not to be touring nine months out of the year. I right. don't want to do that. I'm I, I, I don't think I've ever been cut out for that. Sure, but I am. I would. I want to do way more than we right. You want to do
3: well? I mean, but the, I appreciate you framing it like that because I definitely think that there is. Uh, yeah, it's like when people when people commit to the idea and then put the band at the, or the band or the art project or whatever it is that they're doing at the center of it everything else becomes a little bit clear. It does, you you do go into the survival mode of just like, okay, well I need, need to like put one and two together to equal three in order to pay rent or whatever. But that, uh, but when you do live in kind of two worlds, it becomes difficult to kind of do one or the other.
4: It does. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where like, I I honestly, I don't know what we would have done this year with Uh the record coming out. If I had kept my job, like Jason works a lot yeah, and I do a lot of stuff for the band and the label. Right. Like it, if I had to go to a job nine to five or more, uh, I, there would be a lot of stuff that's being like a lot of loose ends that are not getting tied up. You right. know? Um, so it's great that I have the time to do that stuff and to focus on it. Right. But like, Ain't nothing making money yet.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know it's all like right. You're but, setting your you're 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 setting yourself up to try to be as successful as you possibly can. Like yeah. you said, with just being able to pay attention to one thing, like that's yeah. very beneficial.
4: Well you know the lawyer thing, the Steven Law School, all that stuff, that was that was the quote backup plan. Right you know, but it yeah, never was doing it. Right. It never was. It was always the plan and the other stuff was the backup plan. Right. And I just framed it wrong in my head. Sure. And I, and I cheated myself. I lied to myself as I've done many times in my life, mm-hmm. you know, and I went along with a path that seemed easier because it was what other people might've wanted for me. Right. Because it's what other people saw for me. And, you know, you hit a point where like, I just hit the point where I realized that I'm like, I'm a, I'm an artist <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. as pretentious as that might sound. No, like, no I understand what you're it's saying. A, it's a personality type. Sure. For sure. Yep. And I have that personality type. I'm not, uh, you know, a businessman to some, de- I mean, I can handle it to some degree, but sure. like there has to be art tied up in it. Of somehow. course. Hence, right. It can't just be one thing or oh, yeah. the other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. can't be one or the other. And I, and, and I need that to be the whole thing. And if it can't be, I don't know to do i, I mean I'm, I'm i'm fully in the thick of it right now like i right you know i'm having an okay i'm having an okay day today but like the last couple of days i've been like in panic mode yeah you know no, so I, like I, yeah i understand where this you're coming is, from this is the life i've chosen to live right now because i give a fuck about the label that i'm trying to run and the band that i'm trying to put back out into the world right with you know a new face and a new, a it's new not sense a of new, focus, new sense of focus for sure. Right. And a new sense of, of taking it seriously while at the same time being more real and honest about everything mm-hmm. in and around it, you right. know, like being more personable, you know, the only people left in the band are kind of the ones who were not the talkers. Sure. It's Jason and I were like the, we were kind of the quiet ones. Right. Um, you know, I did all the interviews cause I can write. Sure. You know, totally. But, and I can talk for the most part, but right. like in an interview <laughs> setting, but like, but when it came to the like public kind of schmoozy side of the band, it was never Jason and I. Right. Know? So we're learning how to do that as well. And running a label together, Sure, it's like, we also have to learn that skill for that as well. Yeah. 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 Know?
3: But yeah, you're, you're, I mean, I can understand the, the mode of which you were in of just like, you're, you're learning everything, you're being open to whatever this thing may lead to. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's really the only, the only way that you're going to know something like it, whether it works or not is it's not irrelevant, but it's one of those things where it is, uh, you, you won't, you won't, there's no other distractions
4: well, and every success has required some risk. Of course. You know, like, ev- I, I'm not I'm not trying to be a rock star. No. But, like, I look at people like Greg Anderson. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I mean, I know I don't know Greg's life intimately, but mm. I know Greg. Sure. And every time I see him, he's, he's a pretty happy guy. Yeah, yeah. He runs a very successful label that he built up from nothing, you know? Yep. Uh And he is in bands that do well. He gets to tour kind of when he wants, right. He's got a family. So, you know, he's, he must be making enough money to support his family. And sure. I'm sure his wife does something too. Sure. But you know, like that, that is an amazing life. That's sort of my, my goal. If I could live the Greg, the Greg Anderson right, lifestyle. Right, right, right. And if Greg ever heard this, he'd probably be like, he'd probably shaking, shaking his head and be like, dude, you, you don't even know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you don't know what the other side is like. Sure. Cause it ain't any better. Right. So like, let's at least find a way to, to, to make it in a thing that we care about. Absolutely.
3: You know? Yeah. 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 And, and then plus, like you said, you have something sort of aspirational to work towards where it's just like, yeah, when you, you know, cause most people that look up to whatever, discord, Southern Lord, whatever, yeah, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the labels are successful things that have come before. Um, you know, those are the th- those are the things that you can. It's like, oh, like it's it can probably be replicable
4: on some capacity, right? That's how I see it. Yeah, and I'm like, I have good taste, and sure. I'm decent at this music thing. Like, I mean, you know, it's not a competition in my eyes. Yeah, I know a lot. I, life in my eyes is not a competition, and I know that that's a little naive toward and a bit of a naive attitude toward, uh, attitude toward the way the world really works, mm-hmm. but. I just don't feel like I'm in competition with anybody. It's not who I am. It's not how I want to be. Right. I want everyone to be happy and I want everyone to succeed. Yeah. You know, and I know it's not possible, but like I just want everybody to find a way that, that works their path, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. You know? And I think that in a, in a, in a different mm-hmm. world than the current one we live in, I think right. that is possible, <clears throat> but I, obviously we're not going in a good direction. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I just think that I've been handed an opportunity in life i've mm. been i you know i i haven't until now really I never had to like want for anything I needed right you know and that's an opportunity
0: mm-hmm. and to to just
2: It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kinda like the big sister that always pokes you the <laughs> forehead.
1: Impossible! Awesome.
2: That's not how it goes?
1: That's not how anything goes. Yambi's
2: really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe
1: that! Charlamagne is the wild card.
5: And I'm about
2: to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid.
6: I know that's right. <laughs> what is
2: wrong with you? Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 1067 the Beat. Columbus is real hip hop and R&B.
4: Go, okay, I'm going to do whatever's in front of me, I guess. Sure. Reluctantly. Right. That seems like a waste of, a, of really, a. there's a word I'm looking for, but like a, really a charmed life, mm-hmm. you know, a waste of what has been a charmed life. Right. You know? Totally. And just ruining it, tanking it. Yeah. For what reason? I only get to do it once. Totally. So.
3: And yeah, just, just, and like you said, you, you, you. You're following other people's expectations for what it is that you need to do.
4: Yeah. And that, that
3: that's, the, like you said, that is a, uh, all you're doing is, is you know, literally getting on that, that you know, the, the conveyor belt.
2: In a world where everyone is confined to their homes, society begins its largest bin watch to date. In the hallowed library of Hulu or perhaps on a shelf of DVDs you haven't looked at in a decade is a show that perfectly encapsulates life in the early aughts.
3: but I have never known where to begin to try to invest and buy some stock. Look no further than Robinhood. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. So even if you're a stock market newcomer, like myself, you can invest for the first time with true confidence. Now, if you work with a broker, they charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, which means you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. And with a clear design and Oh my gosh, so easy to understand charts and market data, Robinhood lets you place a trade on your smartphone in literally just four taps. Plus, you can discover new stocks and track favorite companies with a personalized news feed. I My mind was blown when I dove into this app. I was like, dude, I wish this could have existed like 15 years ago when I first started to like get involved in stocks and start to be like, oh, what what is this? But Robinhood is so easy. I love it. I have traded. I've had a lot of fun with it. It is a great, great app. So Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at words.robinhood.com. That's words.robinhood.com. Go do it. You've got nothing to lose. It's super fun, super engaging, and ultimately super easy to invest, okay? So care about your future, right? Use Robinhood. The um, And that, that segues nicely into the fact of what, you know, we, uh, and I loved your idea when you brought this to the table of, you know, cause we were talking about, uh, you know, sort of themes on what we could uh, discuss about, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily like, cause I've obviously done like buried treasure stuff before. That's why I really liked your idea of just like stuff that we have like either written off, not liked, whether it's like bands, labels, whatever, that's, you know, connected to independent music. And for one reason or another, you've written off, but then like upon further examination, you're like, oh no, that actually like, that is pretty good.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was an idiot. Yeah. I don't know about you. I, yeah, for I, sure. I certainly, I was an idiot about a lot of things. Absolutely. But, I, but like, how many things did you write off when you were younger because of album art, mm-hmm. Um, somebody who liked it? Absolutely. The crowd that that sort of band or artist drew totally. Um, or, you know, they put out, it was a band that you liked and they put out one record that didn't, that was a little different and you just like, yeah, written off off." (laughs) by, you know, (laughs) totally. And then, and then either that record is actually really good or, you totally missed the one after it. That was super awesome that you would have loved totally. if you had just given them a chance and right. not written them off because they made one thing that didn't, that, yeah, didn't, that didn't jive that spot. Yeah, it didn't jive, <laughs> you know, so there's a million reasons that, that like kids write shit off.
3: Absolutely. Makes such
4: arbitrary decisions about it too.
3: Totally. And, fi- and like
4: absolute final decisions too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Very final. <laughs> and uh, my, one of my choices was, was about as final as of a decision. <laughs> As I could have ever possibly made about a record or or an artist, I sure. Say. And I've I've eaten my words, and I'm okay with
3: it. Yeah, you're fine with that. Well, you you, you you teed up. You you uh, you can go with your uh, your first suggestion of uh, of of, okay. of of a record or a band or whatever it is you want to. So yeah, up.
4: my first one is Leatherface. Have you, are you familiar with Leatherface? I am familiar with okay. Leatherface. Those. F- Mush specifically, mm-hmm. but the first three records, or really the first two, for sure. Me, I don't know the third one that well, and I'm still like learning the Leatherface catalog, sure. But like, I don't know why when I was younger I heard that band uh-huh. and I was like, ugh, ugh, not, sure, not like this, not for me. This is not for me. at all. Yeah, maybe it was the vocals.
3: My first exposure was the uh, the Leatherface Hot Water split.
4: Okay, yeah, and, and- I didn't like Hot Water. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, then you would hate Leatherface. Right. So, okay. So, <laughs> I have a theory on why I didn't like it. Okay. Um. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say some things about me in high school that like about bands that I that I didn't really click with. Sure. That I later on embraced wholeheartedly. That all fall into the same sort of world. Beautiful. It's it's the vocals, right? Like when I was in college, I got into Tom Waits. Okay. And it f- changed everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Understood. all of a sudden like a gruff vocal was like super appealing to me. Right. Whereas before it's like, you don't sound like Jimmy world. I'm not totally. Yeah. You're you're either not. You're either, either scream or sing. Also don't do it in the same band unless you're taken. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. I mean, sure. Good. Good on you. Very, very few bands that manage to have a melody Mm. in, in hardcore and add melody in without it being cheesy. Yeah. Like, and you guys you guys had a cool like melodic hardcore approach that worked. Thank I didn't generally like melody and hardcore back sure.
3: then. Sure. Yeah, you know? oh yeah, yeah. You it, um, never be it vocally or, right. or or guitar Musically, or sure. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it,
4: when bands started slotting in singing vocals, Whew. I was pretty not into it.
3: It's a that's a tough yeah, it's a tough tough bill of sale. It's especially t- when especially
4: tough. when it's at that, that transition
3: point of the early 2000s where it was like yeah, you felt like it was like literal cut and paste.
4: Honestly, it's still tough. It is. It's still that's a tough that's a tough dichotomy to pull off. Yeah. Like Opeth pulls it off. True. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, cuz yeah. that dude kills it both. Totally. You know, and it, he makes seamless transitions that seem to work really well, but that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Um
3: so but, yeah, but Tom Waits unlocked yeah, Tom Waits your unlocked gruffness. unlocked
4: that that gruff vocal thing for me and that then it opened the world of like, I liked Jets to Brazil, but I wasn't into Jawbreaker. Right. And I got into Jawbreaker in college when I got when I unlocked the vocal thing. Sure. I only recently went back and listened to Hot Water Music. And it's, it's totally good. Yeah, and you're like, oh, cool. And I saw them and, like, I yeah, didn't like it. You totally. Know, like, yeah, it was not for you. Yeah, now I wish I hadn't seen Chuck Reagan and I didn't yeah. like it. And, like, now I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, I, wish I could go back and watch those shows again those but, I
3: li- but I like but I like how you can trace it to something where it's just like the, you there are many times in your musical upbringing that you're just like not ready for a certain thing for you sure. you have not broken down a mental barrier you have not accepted this one thing so yeah it's like I, a lot
4: of times and I think yeah. that's still gonna be a thing there's some things that I, I at this point now I don't write things off hopefully I right to. sure I think I'll, I'll revisit that later
3: yeah yeah you know uh, it's not for like, me right now right
4: yeah this like, there's a lot of like folky stuff that I'm like, I know this is good, mm-hmm. but like, I just, I'm I'm wait till I'm older. I'm not it's in the space. Totally. Me. Um, but like, I'm sure it's amazing. Sure. Like, John Prine. I know John Prine's like a real big, important thing. I just don't. Yeah. I do know. Right. I don't know, but I love Leonard Cohen, you know? Sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, so f- just real quick for anybody who doesn't know Leatherface, yep. I-, I would say, and tell me if you think this is accurate. Okay. I feel like it's a drunker, slightly more aggressive British jawbreaker.
3: Oh yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like
4: earlier jawbreaker. Definitely yeah. Definitely dear you.
3: I think, well, the, uh, Leatherface is from Australia. Are they? Okay, there you go. So I th- I'm. Fa- I, you might be right. I'm fairly certain they are. I think you I could, could be wrong. Well, could. whatever. I mean, either way, regardless. Yeah, I, the,
4: or they're either drunker British or drunker, <laughs> drunker
3: Australian. Australian. Could put, uh, yeah, nation, nation aside, they definitely. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Wholeheartedly. And I like
4: it's so like it's I usually I'm such a proponent of dynamics mm-hmm. and there's really no dynamics in their music, but I love that. It's all tempo, Like, you know, it's like, it's never mid tempo. It's never downbeat. It's always upbeat. And the songs are so good. Yeah. And they're so catchy. They are. But his voice is so gruff but there's still, he still puts melody in there. Absolutely. In, in a very, I, I like, his I own like way. Did,
3: oh, for sure. I likened it a lot too. like <clears throat> Sam. I am in a way too, where it was like, Another band Sam. I never got into Sam. I was a little, like the much cleaner, like he definitely had, but it was still very much like, uh, I always liked the dichotomy of, the way that a singer looks versus okay. what they, you know, it's like, Oh wow, that guy can sing. Like he just looks like an overweight 40 year old dude. Yeah. And like when people can lock into that, it's like, that's sick. And like, same way, like yeah. whatever John bunch from, you know, a sense field where it's like, you look at him and you're just like, what is this six foot four? Like, you know, tall drink of water. And then all of a sudden like, ah, it's like, you
4: know, wow. who's my favorite of that? Who? Uh, are you, do you ever listen, or have you ever seen the band soundtrack of Our Lives? Oh, I, I'm just I'm familiar with them. I've never seen them. Oh band. man, their singer—he's <laughs> just like he's a big, big, burly, bearded, like yeah. kind of chubby teddy bear looking guy. Sure, and he just has this amazing, like you just would never expect that voice to come out I of that, that guy, that. and it's that. so good. That's so that cool. that band's really cool too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> Sweden, was, but anyway the
3: uh so the first record i wanted to bring up was a and a lot of this i actually it was funny because i was trying to like kind of rack my brain going to going down different routes about how i'd approach this and then ultimately it came down to where i was like okay like in my formative music years when you first start to get you know comps and you start to sample with bands and record labels and start to kind of understand where things are in a certain place i was like there were always a band or two on comps where you're like, this is horrible. This sucks. Like, yeah. and and, th- and that, that's obviously a function of the comp. Like, it's just, it wants to bring you into the
4: label aesthetic. As a quick aside on yeah. that, um, the status, yeah, tie it back to status. Do you remember the living, living silent, silent comp? Um, yep. Okay. The waxwing song on that? Yes. That that awful note that Rocky hits, the, yeah. ah! <laughs> that made me think that Waxwing was a terrible band. And then That's I what? saw them at the Cobalt, yeah. You're like, oh, and no, they not blew terrible. my fucking mind. Right. And I realized that they were like a sort of like a sunny day where they're like a step above. Yeah, they, There's the band, there's the indie emo bands, and then there's Sunny Day Real Estate. You totally. know, and there's Waxwing, even though no one knows or cares. No one. That first Waxwing record, especially is fucking brilliant. Anyway, it's unbelievable comp, totally souring me on something that Absolutely. I didn't, didn't, realize was going to be amazing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You get turned off by that. He's stuff. also it, an amazing singer. What was that un- note?
3: Unbelievable. Yeah. Just hit whatever decided to hit it and yeah. decided to be on that comp. Cause like, you know, I mean, most like, especially most bands approach comps, so it's like, Oh yeah, whatever. I got a track. Like we'll True. just give it to you. Yeah. Of course, friend,
4: I'll put it out there for sure. Anyway, sorry.
3: No, you're fine. So then I started to put myself in that mindset where I was like, Oh yes, there for sure were formative comps that, uh, you know, I ended up scooping a a lot of bands up from and then uh, casting aside certain bands. And so that's kind of the theme that I was going with, or at least for for the first two bands. So a band called new bomb Turks. So they were, uh, they put out a record called nightmare scenario. That was the one that was my turning point record. But they, I want to say they were on punkorama volume two. And it was just like, you know, I mean, high octane rock and roll like dudes from I thought like I could have easily put them in Sweden with helicopters and everything else. Like as I grew older and knew more about the scene. Yeah. But they're from Ohio like these. And I was just like, wow, that's weird. But anyways, dudes vocals. I was like, screw this. This is terrible. Like this guy, (laughs) this guy's not singing like wagon and no effects. Like this is awful and then it wasn't only until i you know grew older and then that record came out when i was again what you were talking about
4: prepared i right. was like
3: oh i can put this band in the context of like yeah once
4: i started to get into helicopters backyard babies that you know oh, it changes the the whole context it of it yeah you're like i know where this is coming from now right I yeah, you're not just.
3: Yeah, totally. You're not just like, oh, whatever, I'm listening to this, this dude's vocals are terrible. It's like, yeah. And I, I just, I wrote it off and then at that point, it was, so, so it was like, I think that record came out 2000, 2001 or something. And then at that point I was just like, oh, and it wasn't like the records they put out before then. Like I revisited it and I'm like, oh, I was missing out on years worth of music, but it definitely felt I was just like, oh, that was a blind spot, man. <laughs> like I just wasn't ready yeah. for that at that particular juncture. But and yeah,
4: that's also cool. It's cool to get to do them later. Yeah. Like everybody's in such a fucking rush. It's true to like consume it all. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, myself included, mm-hmm. but like save something for later. Cause you're going to want some new shit to get into. It's true. You're really going to want to be excited about something else. Otherwise you're just going to be like all of our dads <laughs> yeah. who just truly listen. I mean, they, you know, my dad listens to great music, but it's the same music he listened to when he was my age. Your tastes calcify. Yeah. Totally. And I don't want that. No. Like, I mean, to some extent, I'm okay with my favorite bands staying the same oh, for forever, sure. but like, I want to, yeah, you I want feel to grow. This, right, I you wanna wanna th-
3: feel like you, you all of a sudden lift up a rock and you're kind of like, Oh, there's this whole like scene I knew, about like this whole subset of a scene of whatever. And you, yeah, you yeah. start to fracture off from there and you're like,
4: yeah, especially if you're a digger. Yeah. Because if you're a digger, you're not going to just get over being a digger. Yeah. You're going to keep digging and eventually you're going to dig through and it's going to be fucking China. And you're going to be like, wow, yo, I don't understand Chinese. I don't want to listen to this. Sure. You right. know?
3: <laughs> totally. Yeah. There, there is an eventual bottom, but that bottom does not have to come
4: for a good 40 or 50 years. Exactly. <laughs> Especially if you don't consume. Right. everything you totally. can dig deep yep but like leave something for yeah. yourself to like later yeah yeah yeah. For, and sometimes i think your brain does it for you which it's is true. nice yeah which yeah, is yeah. good it, it forces you to go back again totally yeah you yeah, know? yeah yeah it like, was yeah it was,
3: be- it was it was beautiful it definitely was yeah very revelatory and i was i i was just so glad that so that's
4: a like, that's a band that's that's just existed in the world as far as long as i can remember totally and i don't know if I've ever even heard. Them. I mean, I have heard them because I had those punkaramas too. Right. But like, I just never, never as well.
5: Yeah. I should say. Punkaramas <laughs> as well. Punkaramas
4: too. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't remember who was on that one. Probably yeah. no effects. Sure. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, bad religion. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, every, every band that you, every,
3: uh, yeah. well, I, I, did not coin the term, but I love the epiphat. That's the, okay. The epitaph, and it was like, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it were. It, you know, in the mid to late nineties, even early two thousands, it was like fat records and epitaph. Well, yeah, we all came up on that. That you was to. that was
4: the introduction. It was unavoidable. I mean, no effects was the the intro sort of for me. It was just the it was the loudest one. It was the loudest. Totally, it was the loudest name screaming out of the bunch. Of course. saying check me out. Totally. I'm no effects. I know, you know, I'm a punk band. You know, I'm a punk band. <laughs> totally. Totally. Just buy it. What is your, uh, what's your second pick? TSOL changed today. Very. I, I, when you sent that over, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So have you ever listened to that <laughs> record?
3: Are you a TSOL fan? I, 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 go so far as to mess with Jack Grisham. Like I even like joy killer. Like I, but with TSO, I did not. I I've never listened to that record because yeah, I knew exactly what 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 that ah, was.
4: Exactly, <laughs> that's okay. So that is. Me too. Right. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, I got to give this one to Sam Veldy. Do you know Sam? I, I know of him. Okay. Him, but yeah. Sam Sam and I were in a band called Night Horse together, which sure. I, I may be a band again. I don't know. We just played Psycho Las Vegas, and it was our first show in like five years. Spectacular. Um, I guess we might be doing I don't know. Whatever. Sure. It's a rock and roll band. Anyway, we. Sam is... 700 years old uh mm-hmm. I, I think he's actually 48 like i'm in a band with, with a 48, 48 year
3: old dude. that's beautiful
4: um who is truly i gotta say af- like i gonna mean, played a lot of shows with the guy vegas he it sounds like he's f- f- like truly come into his own as a as a front man that's amazing like at in his late 40s yeah, like, yeah good just, good, yeah, good understands on him. good on him <laughs> that's great uh but anyway he he made me listen to change today okay and i, I was like wait 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 this is one of the ones with like the other th- the other singer, right? The not Jack Grisham guy, totally. Is this a butt rock record? Right. Is this the the metal transition record like everybody had? Yeah. So, and he's like, "No, dude, just listen." Okay. Joe Woods' vocals are so good. Really, he's like <laughs> a punk. Like, it's like. I, I guess Jim Morrison without the pretentious. Okay. Sure. Like, but that's characteristic, but, okay. but like he's got a gravelly thing when he put, when he sings hard, you know, hard, uh-huh. it's definitely like post punkier and gothier than their other stuff. Sure. Not in the same way as beneath the shadows. Right. right. Um, <laughs> not in a keyboardy me, me, Right. Right. Yeah. Know. Let's put some keyboards. That'll make us a little bit darker. Yeah yeah. 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 We'll dress in black too. <laughs> of course. Honestly, it is, their best record really okay yes All it right. is the songs are so good okay they're really catchy um there's they're melodic uh-huh. uh uh their songs you okay know? they're it's i don't know what to say about it man it's a, no it's I, such a good record I and am. the one after it revenge is also good mm-hmm. a little bit less catchy but it's sure. also good the one after that was where they transitioned And I hadn't listened to that in years, and I decided in preparation for this discussion Mm -hmm. to listen to that on Spotify on the way over here. Sure. And it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. It's not good. Right. It just sounds like the cult, like poor man's cult. Sure. Yeah, a pale imitation of it. A pale imitation. It also... Apparently it's it's still Joe Wood singing and he does not sound like himself at all. Wow! He he can't. It's the vocals are not good. Sure, they just sound. The whole thing sounds kind of half baked. Got it. Honestly, it's like half baked cult with (laughs) with a with a not Ian Asbury. You (laughs) know, yeah, with the with the with a C rate version of yeah, that's yeah, that's a a A D D. Ian Asbury who's not even really trying to do Ian Asbury, but he kind of is a little. It's. It's not good. He is in the, in the, in the, in like the style of it, but like, he's like, kind of singing like this. It's not good. That, okay. But, but that, the other vocals are like, just like killer Jim Morrisony. Okay. Awesome. I, well, I will
3: first, you, you, you have pushed me and I will, I will 100% check that out because Man. yeah, I mean, it's like you, I think as, as a kid, you, you buy certain records, like context, you devoid of context for sure. And you don't know. And you're like, Oh, what the hell is like, oh, dude, I'm super into D.Y.S. And like all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, what is this? You know, we will rock. Right. Like, Right. You don't know. And so then you feel burned. So then you <laughs> yeah. have to like pay attention where you're like,
4: OK, is this and their a lot of bands did that? Totally.
3: That was the thing to do back. Like, then. And
4: I sent you my my preliminary list and Blitz was on there as well. Yes. Blitz did that. And Discharge, I charge
3: you name every dischar- band of
4: that di- era. Discharge that it. it wasn't good. For no. Sure. But Blitz <laughs> did. Blitz was good. Blitz's sure. transition is good. I don't know if you've gone into that. One. I have not. You should give it a shot. OK. I mean, if you like you know, post-punk like right. dark eighties post-punk shit. Sure. It's, it's really good. Mau Mau's also. Okay. Did it some good post-punk shit. Okay. Government issue. Sure. Go not, definitely
3: not bad. Definitely right? not bad. Right. Yeah.
4: Those transition records are good. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Change today though. I want to hear back from you on this. I want to know what I you
3: will, I will. I, I assure you I will report back. Okay. I just, cause it, yeah, I was definitely like, I was like, of course, I got into Code Blue, and you get in everything else from a TSOL perspective, and you're just like, oh yeah, the band died after Jack Christian was not singing for the band, like right, it's just, and then and the- then
4: when he became the singer again, they became like a <laughs> punk hardcore band again, and, and pretended that none of the other stuff ever yeah, happened. Like,
3: well, those, those three records weren't even a thing. Like, yeah, what? Oh, okay. yeah,
4: I think it's four records. Four. That's right. Yeah, four. There's like there's two two good ones, and right. then two that are. <laughs> but like I said, not as bad as I thought. Okay. I look forward to that. Yeah. All right. What's yours? <laughs>
3: My uh, second one, going along the theme of the uh, the comp, uh, the comp styles. So uh, Revelation Records put out a comp called In Flight uh, Program. Don't so know this, it. So this this was like ninety, I want to say ninety seven or so,
4: and they. <clears throat> it's like right around when I got into the hardcore scene.
3: They put out. It was <laughs> and they also this is the era where labels would put out you know huge thick catalogs that you could obviously mail order with right. them. And for whatever reason, uh, Rev, like that, it was like a skater motif. Anyways, the, the, the front cover of it is, you know, is the bottom of a skateboard, you know, dudes doing, uh, you know, Ollie off a half pipe or whatever. Oh,
4: okay. I remember that. Yeah.
3: And so it's that. like, of course, then it has all the band stickers on the bottom of the skateboard, whatever. Anyways. So uh, at that point, oh no, no, no. 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 I am. I am. Mis- a different rem- comp? I am misremembering. I these.
4: remember this picture.
3: That, that comp is true, but I, the band that I'm connecting it to was different not on comp. that comp. Okay.
4: So here, <laughs> so nice, a, little, nice little, nice little segue, segue about great, that comp. Great comp. Nonetheless. Great comp. Thanks Rev. No problem <laughs> there. So it was actually, so victory
3: style, that is what I meant to say. So victory style, they came out with five volumes. Okay. I remember fir- victory style. Yeah. Right. The first victory style was that, w- that was like my literal introduction to hardcore. Cause I, I picked it up at a record store cause they were selling it for, you know, four bucks at the counter or whatever. So and that's where they had you know Earth Crisis Strife Snapcase Donuts like guilt God, dead it guy had to be Donuts had it? to be Donuts <laughs> like, that was huge at the time. Um, did you
4: like? Do, do you ever like Donuts? No, Donuts was terrible. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, Same. yeah. Not, not good. Like yeah. you, you acted like you were trying to get into it. I didn't, like, yeah. I, didn't I mean, I never. I was just always like, oh, it's, it's okay. yeah. I don't like that. So, but then um, the. Wait, no, now, now I'm totally... This is the second.
4: wrong comp? Look on your phone, man.
3: I know, I'm, t- I'm second-guessing myself, because, okay, no, this is not a comp. This is not a comp at it's all. It's not even from a not comp. Not even from a comp. So no. this was
4: a fun segue about comps. and Comps are, comps are great. <laughs> and speaking of comps, uh, Dune Altar is going to be putting out a comp next year. There you go. Um, and it's a tribute comp. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say that much more about it. it's fine. But it's going to be all... All the money that we make from it is going to go to the uh, proceeds, a, a proceeds are all going to a charity, uh, a local L.A. thing. So um, keep an eye out, keep please, an eye out, because <laughs> this is like a huge investment that we're trying to figure out how to make. Got it. Um, and we have it's all I have all the songs and, and I just still can't. We're. That's yeah. but, I have okay. To figure out how to put it out. Okay. So anyway, end of comps. That's but no, they, yeah. So
3: the well, the only we re- I, I think the, 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 the in The only reason I was connecting this to a comp is because so uh, uh, Iceburn is the band, and they were on Revelation, and they put out stuff. So I, there was a song of theirs on the uh, In Flight compilation, but it was like buried towards the bottom because at that point, Iceburn had progressed to like the free jazz meets aggressive stuff. So, but anyway, so this record Fire on. So I just remember. I, because be, you became obsessed with victory records, you had to listen to like every single record that came out from victory. And I, I was always like Iceburn. I was like, that's that band. That's like, j- like, they're just sound like a jam band. And I'm like, screw this <laughs> band's terrible. And then I think for whatever reason, I either bought the CD or I listened to it somewhere. And all of a sudden I was like, yo, this fire on record is amazing. Like this is something this is something that does not belong on Victory. Like No, not at it all. It didn't I mean they've never found a place. Like I mean, I understand like now with obviously everything that Gentry is doing with Southern Lord right. and Eagle Twin and all that stuff right. is rat. But at the time, like they did not fit anywhere. I mean, being from Salt Lake City, like so many things yeah. that, that just people just didn't understand.
4: Did you see them at Power of the Rift? I never saw I've never seen them. No. Dude, well they they did a like a right I guess it was a reunion. Right, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that works. But right. uh it was so good. Really, I mean, I could probably just watch Gentry play guitar. He's on stage, right, by himself. Sure. I mean, that's basically what Eagle Twin is. That's true. Yeah. I don't love the Eagle Twin records, honestly. Nah, they yeah. don't really do much for me. But I will go see that band anytime they're in town yeah. because they're so good. He's so next. He yeah. He is next. Next level. level. <laughs> like totally. You know, in a way that I don't even know how to put into words or or explain. No. You kind of just have to see it, and. He, he, not even just his, his playing, which yes. Yes. His sound. Yes. Like I think he built all his shit. He's got those cabs that have the metal grates that are like, that are like, have you seen Eagle twin? I've never seen them. No. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. You have to, okay. his, it's insane. His tone is like, I've never heard anything like it. Sure. It's a, it's a, just a, a kind of heavy uh-huh. that you haven't heard from <laughs> any other band, but it's crisp and it's, but it's dirty. Right. That's another word I would use to describe Leatherface. Dirty.
3: Dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: It's dirty. It's dirtier than Jawbreaker. For oh,
3: sure. for sure. Yeah, yeah. You find them in the gutter. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Anyway. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, I think Iceburn's awesome. It's, it's a pretty vast catalog that I haven't fully oh, explored. Oh, no, no,
3: no, no, for sure. But like the, um, f- the first record that came on in Victory, that is the most, quote-unquote, accessible thing that, that...
4: And I don't know if, I, if I've specifically heard that record <sighs> or not. Like, yeah. I have a couple Iceburn records and I never remember what they are. They're no. just the kind of thing I put on from time to time. And I'm like, this is pretty cool.
3: Yeah. Cause it, it, I mean, it's so everything that they did or everything that he did ever since that first record was so dense. Like, right. you know, it's, I mean, you're talking about like 74 minute opuses, like yeah. these are, these are intense. Yeah. So that's why this fire on record, when I first listened to it, I was like, okay, like this is definitely, it doesn't belong in any classification. Like it's heavy ish or whatever. But I just remember, like, I, again, feeling that level of, like, unlock. Or, because I was like, I enjoyed bands like Guilt and Dead Guy. Like, I enjoy, enjoyed Earth Crisis and Strife and Snapcase and everything. Yeah. But then I was kind of like, yo, these other bands are pretty sick, too. Like, but yeah, they're I'm,
4: not the common. I'm more of a, I'm more the dead guy yeah. on that train than I am the Earth Crisis, Strife. Totally. I mean, I like, you know, those bands are fine. Yeah. I like Strife more than I like Earth Crisis. But yeah. that could also just be a Thousand Oaks thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You You know, like you got to rep your T.O. Right. Yeah. And Chad's Chad's bud. Yeah. He's great. Great Great human being. He's gotten me into a lot of shows. Yeah, Great human being. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
3: for, but yeah, was,
4: I'm uh, with you. Hey, it's there's, there's, it's the left field shit. Totally.
3: That stuff. Yeah. And that it, was
4: left field. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I sort of forgot that dead guy was dead guy was on victory, right? They were dude. Fixation. Yeah, on a see, co-worker, that is man. such a left field a, record if, to fixation come out. On a
3: coworker and scream at the dead guy content on victory records. And that's yeah.
4: so left field for victory. So
3: left field. doesn't make any sense.
4: Especially yeah. knowing what you, I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never met the guy, but yeah, yeah. knowing the stories I, I know yeah, yeah, of Tony, yeah. like, that yeah. just none of that fits no, to me, but not like, at all. Hey, shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
3: And that's why I think like this, this fire on record that came, I want to say it was like, I don't know, Victor record seven or eight, like super early. Yeah. And so like putting a really challenging record out amongst like, you know, insight and all these other like traditional hardcore bands. I was like, damn, dude, you were taking like a real, real left-handed approach it's before
4: on this. he was an asshole, I guess. Yeah. I,
3: who knows? But it's like the end of fa- end. Like I said, the fact that they like found him in Salt Lake city, like there's so much stuff that doesn't make any sense anyways. But that, that record really unlocked my appreciation of things that, that, well, not unlocked because I had, I had enjoyed, like I said, d- you right. know, dead guy and guilt, but like this just made me appreciate like, Oh wow. Like you can be even more challenging in heavy music.
4: Well, uh, you know, uh, Another band that makes me think of is Harvey Milk. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because like, I mean, I know that they're from Athens, mm-hmm. but like, and Athens is most definitely historically a music town, but yeah. not for heavy music. No, 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 no. Or whatever. Col- yeah. College rock, heavy rock
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Or whatever you want to call.
2: Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning.
6: We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like.
2: Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL.
6: Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app.
4: Paul Harvey Milk. I mean, if we're talking about REM, Pylon, (laughs) B-52s, yes. Totally. Amazing music town, amazing mm-hmm. bands. Yep. But like and pylon's a little challenging, but mm-hmm. not they're not Harvey Milk. No. And Harvey Milk, like also like the time coming from like the early nineties, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and just just never really giving a fuck. Nope. Just doing just what they do. Doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's kind of a gentry thing. Like that it's true. He's yeah. just like the dude who's just been around for as long as you've known, you know, a state, a staple of, and
3: it's like so well respected within a particular music scene that it's just like, you know, like anything that has ever been done in independent music within the context of Salt Lake city, it's like Gentry's had some involvement in it. Yeah. And it's just like that to have that sort of like
4: stick to itiveness of just like, Oh yeah, like I'm going to do this now. It's like, Oh yeah, I'll play it. But really getting no real, not, not in a, you know, I mean maybe from this, from, from, musicians there's and i mean you know as a musician you know that there are there are musicians bands and there are totally
3: there's bands bands yeah, yeah exactly but yeah he didn't know he, he for sure <laughs> you know there were the bands
4: that. that just never got the love that, yeah. that we all we all thought they deserved absolutely and i think might that might he might just as as an individual be one of those people absolutely. everything that he's done totally. I always thought no knife didn't get enough love. No, not at all. Yeah. You know? Especially,
3: especially with all the bands they were traveling with where it's just like, Oh yeah. yeah. And then like, you know, but a a
4: bands, but they were like the bands, poppy, catchy band. Totally. They wrote these cool ass riffs with these parts that made no sense. But then when they totally. came together, it was all catchy. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Like, yeah. yeah.
3: And especially yeah. because it's like every single one of their peers, you know, blew up and took them on tour. True. And they were just like, Okay, well, yeah, we're going to be direct support on Jimmy World forever. Yeah, like, yeah, but just same producer and everything. Totally, it does not cross over. What yeah. happened
4: there? Yeah, I don't and, know. and I loved those records. They were amazing. To- totally loved seeing that band with Jimmy World same. many, many times. You yeah. know, I only saw them once, and I and I have friends that were like, "How do you only see them once? They were on every show. <laughs> they were." They, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know, I yeah, missed it. Missed it. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, them yeah. open for Sunny Day at the Palace. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the only time I ever saw them. At
3: least you got to see them, though. That's true. (laughs) What is your last record or band that you wanted to
4: discuss? My last record is Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) No joke. No, none. Bruce Springsteen, Darkness on the Edge of Town, because that was the one that got me to completely flip on a lifelong despising of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. If ever ever there was a a thing that I... just ate my words about. Sure. It's Bruce fucking Springsteen. Well, I mean, walk, walk me through this because
3: I could I could care less about Bruce Spring I care about him as a cultural icon. <laughs> yeah. And I care
4: about him. Didn't even care about that.
3: Okay. Like I just I, I care about the like everything that he has done from a musical perspective just on the idea of it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. of course. Like, how could you not respect Bruce Springsteen? It's
4: like cool. Yeah. But I will never, ever, ever, ever think to listen to a Bruce <laughs> Springsteen record. So um I think I think what happened mm-hmm. is I I was watching High Fidelity. Okay. And I was depressed. Okay. As I sometimes am when I watch High Fidelity. I, that's that's one of the things that I put on when I'm when I'm not happy. Sure. High Fidelity or sixties peanut specials. Okay. Those make me feel good. The Charles Schultz music just like really makes me feel good. Yep. Um, but uh there's that part where it's in the beginning mm-hmm. where they're breaking up and he puts on the song The River. Sure. Um and he's like yelling out the window at her and she's talking about, did, you know, do, do we listen to pop music? Do we, are we depressed because we listen to pop music or, or are we depressed or, because we listen? Right. right. Yeah. Whatever the, the whatever, yes, whatever yes. that is. Uh, or do we listen to pop music cause we're depressed? Right. Uh, and, and I'm like, yeah, that song seems pretty good. Yeah. And then I went and I put on the river and uh-huh. checked it out and I was like, Oh no, oh. this is not a good record. Right. And I don't like, oh, put it away. You know, sure. done. Never going to do that again. See you later. And then, um, you know, I was listening to Patty Smith. I love Patty Smith. And you know, I know that he wrote because the night mm-hmm. I listened to his version. And I was like, this is still pretty good. Yeah. It's a great song. It's just a great fucking song. And sure. you know, the lyrics are a little different. She did her own thing with it. But, um, and I was like, I guess I'll just like, should I try, try to pick a Bruce Springsteen record and just check it out? Mm-hmm. And I, so I used to say like, as a thing, this is like a thing you could quote me on that. I said multiple times was the world is only big enough for Tom Petty or Bruce Springsteen. And I choose petty. Fair enough. Um, I still love petty. Sure. Fucking yeah. Rest in peace, bud. Right. Gone way too soon. Didn't get to see him really sad. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The world is big enough for both guys and they're,
5: they're different. <laughs> there's room. There's They're room. really
4: different. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you, they are different. Sure. Um, if you didn't, if you couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're both just so quintessential American rock. Totally. You know, heartland American yep. rock. Right. Um, but darkness on the edge of town production grabbed me first, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is, this just sounds really good. Yeah. Um, and i'm not a lyrics guy so it wasn't pointed out to me until later that like some of the lyrics are a little trite sure but um i That's don't well, i often, don't, focused on that, often sure. don't notice lyrics until i honestly i don't notice lyrics until i need them right till they affect me in a emotional way sure um uh but yeah that record is just a banger from start to finish okay the songs are incredible the arrangements are brilliant mhm like it's emotionally engaging. Okay. Um, it's just a, it's, it's a, it's kind of a dark record, but it's not overly dark. Right. It's not depressing, but it's definitely not uplifting. Sure. Sure. You know, um, strikes a good balance. Yeah. And he's just singing about real people, which is, I always knew was his, his deal. Of course. You know, that's, he's the guy. He is the guy. But I always used to say he's the boss of nothing. Right. (laughs) And (laughs) he is the boss, you know, he, he, I haven't explored every Springsteen record yeah. and I'm sure I won't like all of them. I still haven't gotten to born in the USA, mm-hmm. which I know is a tongue in cheek song. That's been mis-
3: Yeah. Misused. Know, misused
4: written. a lot, but I still don't really like that song. Yeah. Um, curious about the rest of the record, but I will say he's got, uh, there's like f- at least four or five records now that I'm like are, yeah, you're you're all in. On also, it. I'm, I'm. The river is great. Yeah, <laughs> the whole You've record. Your... The whole record. Once once I once I ate my words on darkness. I sure. I started exploring, and then the river's good. You yeah. just gotta. You just gotta get the fuck over it. Totally. You well, gotta you gotta get over. Well, honestly, and the thing that I think about getting older as a musician, especially, is mm-hmm. just get over it. Right. Get over. Oh, this is too saucy. Get over it. Yeah. I don't like that keyboard sound. Get over it. Right. Get used to it. You might end up liking it later. Totally. But like, do you like the melody? Is it a good song? It's a good song, huh? This yeah. is a good song. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> totally. Listen to it again. It's still a good song. Right. Oh, it's a good song. Fucking 45 years later. Sure. It's a good There's song. a reason that it exists. It's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, and I mean, I'm, you know, I, you could use this argument against me for any number of bands of that course, are 45 years old that I don't like, <clears throat> but <laughs> the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but a good song is a good song. Absolutely. And the man wrote some amazing songs. And then when you get past your like, I just don't really like Bruce Springsteen.
3: Right. You get past your like MTV music videos or like whatever, whatever yeah. your impression is. Yeah.
4: Get past everything that you knew from the nineties, you know, yeah. like Philadelphia, which is actually kind of a decent song. Totally. But, um, get past it all. Right. And just listen to the record as For if what you know is. nothing about it. Yes. And I think you will like darkness on the edge of town. Good. It's a very good record.
3: And I just, I think so many people, when you have an instrument, what, what feels like an insurmountable catalog to that
4: wade through that too.
3: You do. I mean, it's a, that's why everyone's just like, like, Oh yeah, I understand you. You think of Bob Dylan as, you know, Mr. Tambourine man, and that's it. But it's like, right. if you listen to blood in the tracks or how we say, like once you actually have a person being like, oh, if you enter this way, The rest of the catalog makes sense.
4: Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I think that's a good entry point that record, and then and then you can do Born to Run, which is also honestly equally good. Yeah, and similar production, sure, very similar stylistically. They're both just really, really good records, right? And like, but you, but Born to Run, you know that song, so you got to get, so you got to get you got to get the other one first where you don't know the songs as much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true. Before you can enter into Born to Run with fresh ears and hear that song again for the first time. Totally. And be like oh yeah you're like oh this this is in the record like this is in the midst of yeah, all this other that stuff too, that too that's happening hearing yeah, things yeah. in context of a record is also can be really important especially yeah. when it came from that era totally, totally but i mean i get you on the, the the where do you dive in on a lot of catalogs yeah totally that was me with the kinks for a long time didn't, oh sure nowhere to go yeah you know and i'm still i still have that for i'm, I'm blanking right off the top of my head about some but like there's still some bands where I just don't know where. to Of course, you I can name you can
3: name from. any like Rolling Stones, U two, whatever. You can name all of these these legendary artists or whatever, yeah. and you're just like I don't know. Where to I,
4: it was all it, the Springsteen was almost U two. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was almost U two because I that's another band I ate my words about. Sure, I still after Joshua Tree, I'm still like yeah, no way, bar man. fall over all of it totally, but. Everything be f- jo- up to Joshua Tree is yeah. kind of incredible. It's unbelievable. I still think Bono's a douche.
3: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. B- bought into the ego that is him. Like he bought yeah. into his character, yeah. obviously. And the
4: other guy's name is The Edge. Yeah, yeah So totally. he can fuck off, too. Yeah. He- <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. only one who's cool is the bassist because mm-hmm. he's like the best looking dude yeah. i've ever seen <laughs> like yeah he's like he's like ted danson yeah, you know yeah. who like still looks dapper at like totally. 60 whatever and Every he's like, totally white hair totally like, Just it's killing it
3: oh, yeah i think
4: it's the bassist right he's, i think so it's yeah, not yeah, the yeah. drummer no no not the drummer no, yeah. No, no. yeah yeah anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it could have been any number of bands but i'm Bruce Springsteen. What's yours? That's fine. I, uh, so this was, it's not not,
3: uh, as, as obviously like a quote unquote legendary in the uh, lineage of rock, but the national. So
4: it's a band. You're going to have to teach me about this one because I don't get it. Okay.
3: I, so this record, and I'm focusing on their self-titled record. Uh, that was the the first thing that they had come out with as far as the full length is concerned. I was working at bionic records, the small chain here in Southern California, And that was obvious, like early 2000s is when everything was popping off with bands like, you know, the Killers and the Strokes, like everything that was happening in New York City. So it's like indie rock was having such a moment and the National came out. I had no context for it. And like the, the simplest of ways, I didn't even listen to the record, didn't even listen to the record because of the fucking cover. I was just like, who, is, like, it's just a dude, just, you know, a guy leaning on the edge of a pool, just like, you know, kind of just like hanging out, got a drink there, I okay. think. And it was just one of those things where it's like, that for whatever reason, that just like symbolized, I'm just like, I'm not, yeah, I do like this. I'm stupid. It's like, in the same way that, you know, you're 13 years old and you're looking at like a cannibal corpse cover, where you're just like, oh, what is that? Tomb of the Mutilated, like,
4: that looks interesting. I want that. Totally. I still it, want that. It's yeah, still appealing. Of course. I see those covers and it's, I'm still like, yeah, fuck. Man, I really need to get that on final. Totally. It's unbelievable.
3: Yeah. And then you look at like, you know, later era Campbell corpse records and you're just like, I understand your record's called kill, but
4: like, can you put like, yeah, where's the cool kill? cover? I know. Can you put a kill on that? Like- <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. It's like they stopped making cool <laughs> covers did. after bloodthirst. Maybe probably. Yeah. 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 And that yeah. record rips that, that, that bloodthirst that. and gallery of suicide might be like two of their best records. That they might be their peak. They just don't slow down. They don't. Not at all. I mean, good for them. Yeah. They're also career. There it's are. Yeah,
3: There's no reason for them to slow down. But still. But the, uh, okay, the, the national, national, the national. So, I, yeah, I just wrote them off like at that, that juncture without even hearing one note of music. And okay. I know like the, and the reason I picked this is just, it was more illustrative over the fact that uh, I, many people do that. Many people look at a cover, especially oh, yeah. when you're music nerds like we are. Or just like, pff, whatever. It's not for me. Oh, yeah, I do Stupid. it. Stupid. I try not to, but I do it. You can, It's it just uh, almost a reaction. Just like it, It's like innately hardwired in yeah. many of us. And so then it wasn't until I think it was maybe 2000. It was probably like 2008, 2009. And by that point, they had released two of the records like Alligator and Boxer. And then for whatever reason, I was like taking a trip out to the East coast. Cause I had just started working for uh, a new job and I had these, re- I ha- for whatever reason I had those records like loaded onto my iPod or something like that. And then I listened to them and all of a sudden it just like, there's like a light switch went off where I was just like, Oh, this band's really good. Like this band is, uh, yeah, just unlock something in me as far as like the, you know, total, like everything that people don't like about the band I can never argue against. I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. Just like, Total sad sack music. Like so I don't care about that. Just like I I, yeah, I wasn't saying music. you were saying that, but just yeah. like
4: no, I'm just I'm I'm like I'm. Let's go through the checklist. What do people say about that band?
3: So it's like yeah, just the the uh, you know super melodramatic. Um, you know their songs like don't go anywhere. As far as like yeah, just no like oh there's like no verse chorus hook yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, really, uh, like pretentious as
4: far as like the lyrics are concerned, obviously not a thing for me, but
3: yeah. Um, so it's like, I, like I look at all those and I'm just like, yeah, I, I understand all of those critiques. Um, but it's like the way they unlock the feeling in me that, uh, you know, bands like, you know, whatever bands like, you know, Pelican, ISIS, like those sort of stuff where it's just like, I, it puts me in a contemplative, whatever yeah, contemplative, contemplative mood, And it evoke and they're heavy, but not musically, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Oh, like they get me in, but their songs are, you know, whatever, three to five minutes long, as opposed to those bands that were seven to nine minutes long. Right. It just puts me in the same mood. And just the fact that they um, are so, uh, they've continually become more artistically challenging as they, you know, whatever. It's like that for uh, some museum opening they played a song of theirs for like 16 hours straight what and that, yeah and it, the 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 point that they were trying to make is that this song even though they're playing over and over and over and they've played it for years on tour that it will change over time okay and it like i didn't subject myself and they actually put out a record of that song which I was like, I, I didn't buy that, <laughs> but, yeah, wow. but I was like, but I was like, okay, but I, I appreciate it for what it is. Okay. And so anyways, the band just like, they just, they're like uh, the fact that we're really successful, like we can do whatever the hell we want. And they've yeah. like leaned into that. And I'm just like, that's sick. And the fact that people can like embrace that and be like, oh yes, like and still be massively popular and sell it like the Hollywood bowl. I'm just like,
4: yeah. Wild. So, so they're a band that, from, I don't know where the fuck they came from. Like, yeah. like for me, Ohio. All, all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, like, and I, I'm, I'm talking like not that long ago, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. few years ago, all of a sudden I had like Everybody people, like, yeah, people I, yeah. people I respect, you know, like, right. I, like Jeremy Balm, yep. you know, I know he loves that band. Um, you know, the record with the, with the mirror thing, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. I, I, I checked that out because right. you know all these people that I respect, like yeah, yeah. Ray Harkins and sure, sure. Jeremy Ball like, oh, yeah, are, yeah. are telling me <laughs> that that this is this is a game changer. Yeah. So I, I checked it out and I was like, and yeah, it didn't uh, didn't. yeah, it it, didn't just, change. I was just like, I don't. I it's it's not offensive to my ears. Totally. It's just no, like, not at all. Yeah. It's yeah. just like what I don't get it. Right. What's what's so great about this band? Like, and I mean. I would ask, do I need to just get super stoned? But I'm I'm asking two straight edge dudes. It's true. Is Jeremy straight edge? Jeremy is still straight edge. Yeah, yeah. So like, and I do get (laughs) super stoned, and I'm so. But like, maybe that's not the. Maybe I need to be super super. Maybe I need to be like the opposite. So
3: aware, (laughs)
4: super super there, like (laughs) Ah, so present, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Is when I'm when I'm stoned, I'm I'm more present. Okay, I'm too sometimes too present. Got it. Like I can be very, I can either sink into something or I can become very critical of it. Okay. I can like it, it parses, it, it slows everything down for me. Uh huh. Um, which is really the, why I like it. Sure. Um, as I said, I have anxiety. Sure. Everything moves too fast for me. Got it. And it slows down so that I can like take things as they come. Got it. And when I'm listening to music, it enables me to hear things I wouldn't have otherwise heard because it just slows the whole thing down, right? Without actually slowing it down, right, you know? right? But the but I feel every moment more, right? Which is a very useful feeling, especially when you're a music lover, totally. And it helps you like a unlock things that you wouldn't have heard before, and b also like it enhances my my feeling of nostalgia Sure. a lot, like things that would otherwise give me nostalgic feeling if I get super stoned and listen to it, yeah. I will like feel like I'm in seventh grade here, totally. like, oh, again I'm for do- the first time. You yeah, know? I'm doing this again. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah you know, and sure. it's just, I f- and you know, that feel, there's like an mm-hmm. internal feeling of nostalgia mm-hmm. and I love that feeling. Yeah, Of course. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure you, you obviously do. You do a podcast where you talk about the for the most part, the music that you grew up listening yeah, to Yeah, exactly where the, the lineage from that. But yeah, but I, I think, I mean
3: the national, it's one of those things where it's like, I would, if you're, uh, Uh, Yeah, like, I mean, a record like High Violet... Uh, which is a record that came up before the one you're t- the trouble will find me high violet or a boxer alligator. Like, cause those are basically just kind of more simpler versions of what they are now. So it's a little more, uh, stripped down. So start it,
4: at the beginning. is what you're saying.
3: And not the very beginning. Cause that, like in revisiting this, the self-titled record, um, it's okay. It's just like you, it's the band's debut record. And like, now that you have the context of where they are now, you're just kind of like, Oh yeah. Like I see elements. of
4: Right. It. So it's like telling somebody to start at static prevails. Right. Exactly.
3: People will be like, I don't know about that. It's like yeah, start with clarity and then go other places. But the, uh, but yeah, I would suggest like any of those three records, like that's kind of a sweet spot. High Violet is definitely a little more, uh, I guess like wider in scope than the other ones. But,
4: and I, I, that usually would be a, a, a selling point to me. Yeah, 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 I just don't, I don't know what it is. I just like, yeah, it's okay. You know what? There's another thing is there's, I find that when it comes to music that is melodically based, sure. I have, I have specific, Tastes. Nice. I have a specific yeah. melodic sentiment. Got it. Um, like certain types of note changes and intervals and melodies and harmonies right. are really appealing to my ear, Got and it. others just don't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can hear something and be like, "Yeah, it's proficiently played." It's just it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't hit hook you. me. Right. Right. You know, right, it's right. not grabbing me. And that was what I felt. I was like, I mean, this I I hear that this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. This, yeah. Good. It's is fine. Like this is a band that knows what they're doing. Right. But like, and they seem to have an idea of who they are. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't connect with this. Why don't I, why why don't I grab this? Why doesn't this grab me? Totally. You know, and I think a lot of the time that is just as it's a melodic sentiment. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, but I mean, it's cool that you can identify that because I I think people that can't, uh, I guess, verbalize what it is that they don't like about a particular artist. I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot of it that's very nebulous. You're just like, I can't exactly describe why I don't like this, but it just doesn't, it doesn't connect with me. And it's like that, that that in and of itself, like that's a reason and that's fine.
4: True. True. And who knows? Could,
3: it could, it, it could change. Later. Yeah. yeah. Five years click from click now, you'd be like, yo, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Just who like, knows?
4: just like I'm going to listen to a TSL re- record later and be like, just, hey, just, was, was right. just was, was really right. Good. This is a good <laughs> record. Um, well, and you know, I mean, there's a million bands that I could say that there's like, there's, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would list the national in in the list of bands that like I'm supposed to like that I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I I don't think anyone is like really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, there are those too. You of know, course. Got, like, cro Like, sure. I don't, I don't get it. I don't. know I don't, Why is everybody sure mags so much? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't like it. No, you know, like they're pure ubu. Sure. Bands like that, uh, right. or the fall. Sure. Like bands, those like Avant, whatever the fuck from the eighties. Totally. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah I know yeah. I'm supposed to like those bands, but I just don't understand. Sure. You and know? yeah,
3: you, you, you definitely have to, you draw lines where you're just like, yeah, like that's that. It, not only is that not my time and place, like there's no, uh, t- there's no connection I can have with that Yeah, at all. And
4: I'm not going to lie about it. Like, no, why would you? I mean, but I get, I get shit for not liking the Chromax,
3: Yeah. I mean, that's, there, there's you know? a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of revisionist history with that sort of stuff too. Sort like, of is, huh? Yeah.
4: Cause to me, I hear it and I'm like, Hey, I mean the music's fine, but like the vocals to me, honestly, it sounds like, uh, um, what was that band from the mid to late nineties <laughs> that sounded like a fucking bird was singing for them.
3: Oh, Brothers Keeper. Brothers Keeper. Yeah, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds I, the vocals sure. kind of sound like Brothers Keeper to me. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I never liked that. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's know? like they're they're yeah, they're but it def- did like fall silent.
3: Of course, and then it's like then then you listen to other things where it's just like if you listen to an Integrity record, you're just like, how could you not like it? it you it, Systems Overload is a great record. Like you can listen to it twenty years from now and be like, oh yeah, dudes yelling like as opposed to, you know, a lot of those bands that obviously existed from New York hardcore in the late eighties, that was like, it was more of a bark and a yell. Yeah. And so there's definitely those like little lines that you kind of make <laughs> very little. And, and it's like, yeah, most to the untrained ear, people are like, Oh, it sounds the same to me. as sounds like, angry. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, it's just, there's, there's different. I was things.
4: telling a friend the other day, uh, who doesn't, he, you know, there's, he, he listens to metal, yeah. but there's like, there's a line when it comes to screamy vocals that, that he doesn't he cross, cross sure. and he doesn't really, he just like, ah, uh, it just, he's like, he's like, you can usually tell when you put something on and I say, why do they sound so angry? Yeah. That's yeah. his, that's his joke that he makes every time he's like, I don't connect with this. Sure. Like, and I was like, you know, it's funny. Cause when I got into hardcore, I thought it sounded angry too. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't anymore. And I was on this like endless quest to find a band that, sounded angry yeah yeah you know like yeah, i yeah, want to sound so, find something yeah, really so we, we're, we're pissed, pissed off sounding. sure sure die my will was was kind of the only oh, band that i <laughs> it's such a good band <laughs> such a good band dude. that was it die yeah. my will was the angriest i love that the angriest band i could find yeah absolutely you know super pissed totally pissed so Higher sounds kind of pissed too absolutely yeah but yeah, yeah. do people that sound like their
3: vocal cords are shredding or it's yeah. just like Hey, I believe you.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah you're those not, people who you're are not, pushing, not holding anything back. Yeah, those people who are pushing so hard that their soul is coming out their mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you sound angry, right? Yeah, I, I believe that. we you're like, oh, you definitely can't talk after this show. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> also, yeah. you wouldn't even want to. You just went through a whole thing. Totally. It's like you just had therapy. Leave you alone. Yeah, I'm going to leave you alone. Let you recuperate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, this has been
3: awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, that was a convo, right? Thank you very much, Justin, for hanging out. And uh man, just I I music is great, right? (laughs) Sometimes I'm at a loss of words, and then I just go back to like the simplest of thing I can think of, which is like music is great, okay? So next week is a absolute banger of an episode with Nate Newton from Converge, Jesuit, Old Man Gloom, Doom Riders. He plays in a million bands. The dude has been around and he was an awesome chat. I I loved getting to know him and it was cool because I was asking him questions and he was like, dude, I haven't even answered this before. (laughs) I I, I love it when I do that. It's just, uh, I feel like I trip on some, you know, some gold mine where it's like, it's not like this is, um, you know, uh, I guess privileged information, but it's one of those things where when I ask a person a question like, oh, I haven't even thought about that before. It always makes me happy. So that is what we got next week. And, uh, until then, like I always tell you, please be safe. Everybody don't forget our homies at you because they are the best place to learn how to play an instrument and they can be your personal music tutor. It's the best way to learn practice and master an instrument. It listens to you play and gives feedback on your accuracy and timing. So seriously become the musician you've always wanted to be download musician for free in your app store today. Thank you very much. You now for real be safe, everybody.
6: Hi, I'm Esther Dean. I've made my life by writing songs like Fireworks by Katy Perry, Super Bass by Nicki Minaj, What's My Name by Rihanna, just to name a few. And now I'm having an absolute blast sharing some of the knowledge that I've learned with upcoming songwriters on Songland on NBC. I'm excited to welcome you to a brand new season of Songland and Songland's podcast, giving you new insight into the magical art of songwriting as Tova as some of the best in the business and also the pioneers and the up-and-comers who will be shaping the hits you'll be listening to for years. We have an amazing roster of talent this season. I promise you, you don't want to miss one single episode. Don't miss Songland, Monday nights at ten nine central, and join us here on Songland's podcast, available every week after the show on the iHeart app or wherever you get your
5: podcasts.